me and Les are trying something different today. We are recording maybe weekly, not weekly, but trying to do week to week, not even week to week, just select weeks where we want to talk about the sermons, the sermon topics, and kind of just give feedback and uh, bounce ideas off each other. Um, I just want to hear Leslie's ideas. And so uh, that's what we'll start with today. This is actually Leslie's idea. Leslie is the host of no, the podcast. <laughs> it's a good idea. It's a good idea. Uh, it's a good idea. Wait, wait. So yeah. am I allowed to ask you any questions today? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can, but I'm going to, okay. I'm going to ask you first. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a good idea. And, and um, yeah, this, this is going to be fun. So we're just going to see how this goes. And by the way, <laughs> for anybody who is listening to this, um, we will take your questions and topics if you want us to do that. So you can talk to us in person or you can email us uh, questions or topics and we can discuss it here. I'm not telling you that it's going to be a good discussion, but we'll try our best to discuss it. Today's sermon was uh, Doctrinal Disciple Makers in the Church, um, October 9th, 2022. Pastor Hanley speaking from 2 Timothy 3, 10 to 14. Um, and his main truth for today was hold fast to Christ by persevering in the pattern of doctrinal disciple-making. And so Les, disciple-making, uh, discipleship relationships, that, that, you know, that was the kind of the main thing that came to my mind. Uh, I wanted to ask you particularly um, if you could tell me about some of the discipleship relationships in your life and what they mean to you? Uh, well, currently, I think that this whole idea of uh, discipleship relationships or doctrinal disciple making, uh, it comes, it looks differently from, you know, your season of life and, you know, your tasks and your responsibilities at hand. And um, currently, I am a full-time mom, and I feel like my main discipleship opportunities are in the day-to-day -day, mm. uh, things and duties with raising my kids. And um, that that's my primary disciple-making platform right now is yeah. raising my kids. I have only 18 years with them. And I uh, I don't want to miss out on this opportunity. It's, it's, it's a really important um, responsibility to um, share my faith and the truth of God's word to my children. Um, but I think in addition to my own family, I, uh, I really feel the call to make disciples of all nations. So we live in this population we call it, uh, what suburban Christian, and we're surrounded by a lot of people like ourselves. And we have so many hundreds of people in our church. And I feel like uh, being available for the younger generation is something that's truly on my heart as well as um, my husband's heart. Mm. And so I think a lot of our priorities of how we spend our time is to be available for uh, the younger generation, um, the needs that they have and, and how it pertains to living life, maybe as a young adult or new parents or even newly married um, couples, uh, we definitely, um, it's on the forefront of how we invest our time. Have you always thought this way? Like you said that the younger people in particular 
are special to you in terms of you you want to like you know disciple them i guess have you always thought this way because to me maybe uh you were impacted by people in your life that and that's what caused you to to feel this way oh well yes definitely um i don't know again like you know you you just kind of go with your life transitions mm. and i have been a huge recipient and a very spiritually enriched just growing up in the church mm -hmm. and I have those experiences to go back to as far as how what has really shown me God's faithfulness if I make time for younger generations after me and even children um, or youth it 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 can be used for God's glory and I I may not see the fruit of that the fullness of it um, now but it's a really important investment can you tell me how you've seen generational discipleship in your life? Are there any particular older relationships that mean anything to you? You know, I have my first and foremost, like my parents, I mm -hmm. uh, grew up in a Christian home where I think I, we were pretty much born into the church, which was a different church. And, um, I have my parents' example first and foremost to rely on. Mm -hmm. And something that really stands out to me that impacts the way I consider our parenting um, decisions is that they were just faithful to take us to church every mm -hmm. week. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I think the immigrant church that they were that we were attending relied a lot on programs. Mm -hmm. And so our entire Sunday was actually spent at the church and there were programs for all for all kinds. And that that actually really um, ministered to me when I was a kid. It impacted me and it led me to the truth. It led me to my salvation and my decision to get baptized. And I have my parents to thank for that. You know, mm -hmm. they made a, a priority to take us to church. And the church was a really huge role in um leading me to my faith um and i i think that that is a blessing a tremendous blessing that i have um and within the church you know you have access to like i said those teachers those counselors and some of them were just there being faithful to serve and some of them um ended up just having a heart for me and taking me under their wing just spending time with me and i, I actually have a distinction that um there was no quick access to these people because we didn't have any devices. So it was strictly like time spent together. And, um, you know, I couldn't drive. So they, they picked me up and we went to the movies. We did crafts together. They took me out and treated me. And I, it was such a kind thing to do. And those things were so meaningful. It gave me an example of how I can do the same those who are younger under my care and um those things are truly meaningful um i think hanley was talking about that how uh you can do a lot of things you can have a lot of social media followers but it's really like a true relationship that can you can personalize and say you were deeply impacted by a person because they you actually saw life together and lived life and i uh, really resonate with that um okay so you said that the church had a lot of programs now yes i 
I don't know about you, but I hear a lot of things about like we're anti-program and how programs are a bad thing. So would you say that programs can be a vehicle for discipleship relationships? Of course, I I, I do. <laughs> okay. um, I, I I know I know our thoughts of like relationship building and like the gospel is mm-hmm. far more important or being spirit led is far more important than relying on programs and structure to house like our ministry opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think as a kid, as a child and a youth going to these programs, I was learning service mm-hmm. opportunities. I was mm-hmm. learning and building skills that I look now and I can apply these skills in the current ministries and I I see it more like I was being trained. Like I learned so many skills from my old church and I I compare my experience with someone who didn't have that upbringing. And Mm. I think the readiness to just jump in and say, I'm willing to serve the church. Like it's, I I just feel like it's in my DNA now. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I feel like for uh, maybe someone younger, um, they, they don't, they need training. And I Mm. think part of that was I felt like I was equipped to just serve like the local body. Um, What the programs did was it gave that insistent access to people who could have been mentors, who Mm. who you had access to build that relationship. Now, if you think about like, if you just attend service and you never serve or you never get to do things side by side, or you're not trained or practically like equipped to do things like how are, how do people learn how to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think as a child, I, I do think um, for the children's ministry and the youth ministry, those are really key places where like we need a lot of help. Um, we need a lot of examples. Um, we need a lot of people training them to teach them how to do these things. Mm. Yeah, I read a article this week. Uh, I, I can link it. I don't know the exact title, but the gist of it was like, you discern your spiritual gifts in the in the church. And I think it's it's sort of like, um, yeah, like you you don't like go out in the world and try to figure out your spiritual gifts, but you you serve at church and you do ministry at church and you that's how God will reveal to you what your spiritual giftings are. Um, yeah, yeah when you have like so many opportunities, like you try a lot of things and you don't always have to do the things you're good at. You can also try the things that you want to grow in because you see it as like a shortcoming. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think there's no right or wrong, you know, when it comes to spiritual gifts, I think God can always use us if we're available and just Mm. being spirit led. Mm. Um, I also want to talk about, uh, well, okay. Well, first off, I want to talk about your like testimony to begin with, but we can save that for another episode because you, you talked about how your parents brought you to church um, and that that did eventually lead to you, you know, uh, being saved, I guess. So we can talk about it then another time. I also want to talk about you growing up and what that looked like for you, Les, because, uh, yeah, I feel like um, I feel like people would like to hear what that was like and the different areas that you served in and uh, the different things that you did when you were a youth. <laughs> I'm sure that kind of affects how you uh, minister to young people today just because of, you know, the way yeah. uh, you were, yeah. yeah, like whatever your youth yeah, ministry okay. looked like when you were there. But we can save that for another one too. These are just yeah. side tangents. Yeah. Like, like I said, 
When I said we were at church all day, we were literally there from 8 p.m. sometimes to 8, sorry, 8 a.m. sometimes all the way to 8 p.m. Yeah. And I would say that was probably the height of the uh, uh, maybe revival of that immigrant church. Mm -hmm. I think it drew families there and families were committed and they were growing together. They were um, Chinese immigrants. Yeah. And um, I spent my whole life from like, as early as third grade, all the way to junior high, singing in a choir. Oh, nice. And um, that that's like the place where I learned to sing and learn the harmonies, learned how to read music. Mm-hmm. They taught me how to do that. And that's what uh, got me into like singing. It was just singing in the choir of the church. And that was given to us, I mean, every single week. I was singing in a choir. And yeah. we also did, uh, they called it like a training program for kids. And that okay. was the time where they integrated like the Bible drill. Is that what it's called? Bible drill? Uh, there Bible is Bible drill. drill. Speakers, yeah. speakers tournament. Like I was right, trained right, right. to, yeah. you know, memorize scripture. And and those experiences, I, I can go back and say, wow, praise God that, you know, I had been given that. It's not like I was looking for it as a kid. I just happened to Mm. there and that's what they were provided i think there were ministries where as even as young as like junior high high school they allowed us to serve in the children's ministry as volunteers and Mm. it it just it was a such a fruitful spiritual experience for me and then by the time we went to high school they were training us to do uh evangelism and missions work yeah um all the way to college certain days we would be fasting as church Mm-hmm. And as, yeah um but that's really how i learned uh the heart of fasting and praying because yeah. we did it church-wide can you believe that um yes um, i can so i really that. appreciated those experiences yeah and i'm gonna we used to do that more often it, it used to be at least an annual thing i think when we were when we were younger um when did our paths cross les i feel that you and me like was it like college, I guess? I mean, you came to us, no, you came to was, Walnut in like. It was because of Unicoi, I think. Was it Unicoi? Is that I when came we... to Walnut when you and I were serving in Unicoi and I was a counselor and I believe you were like the music leader, music. Okay. You were in charge of the worship. Okay. <laughs> and um So you were you in college? You were post college then? I was a I was a young adult. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we'll have to delve into our history then on on this podcast thing. This this podcast will just be about you and me and just rehashing our history and uh, trying oh, to figure yeah, out. Oh yeah, I have my memories, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching you since you were what eighteen. <laughs> watching me? I mean, I don't know. If that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've had my eye on you. Not wow. not in that way, but right, I mean, right, right. like I, I've known you. I've known yeah. you know We've some been... other people who have been around. Right, 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 right. Well, um, Les, I do want to keep this one moving, um, but I guess this is sort of related. It's Pastors Appreciation Month this month. Um, You've talked about the different opportunities that you've had to serve. Are there any pastors that come to mind through the years that you've served with or that that have given you service opportunities? Um, Yeah, so I think when I was a, a younger... I don't want to say okay new believer i was like in youth and i was heavily considering whether or not or the cost of discipleship whether mm. or not i would 
be willing to give my entire life to Jesus. Mm. So the youth pastor at my church was um, extremely influential. Um, him and his now wife, um, they had kind of taken me under their wing, spent time oh. with me, yeah, um, helped me dig in the word, helped me learn how to pray by myself. Um, intercession, they took me to conferences and spent a lot of time with me. And because I was a newer believer, it was really necessary. Like I needed to learn those spiritual uh, disciplines. I was a spiritual baby. And um, of course, as you mature, you got to like wean off relying on a pastor to lead you because you do have the Lord and the spirits, you know, God gives you those gifts. So Um, yeah, I think that that comes with life. Like as you get older, you, you just can't rely on the pastor anymore to help you like meet your way to God. Mm. Um, also the pastor that, uh, Mary Darren and I was a very influential specifically in um, helping us come together and counsel us through really, really messy and difficult issues that we Mm. were challenged by in our relationship and helped really prepare us to have a foundational, a biblical foundation um, for marriage. And um, when I consider the ways that we now are looked upon as, I guess people see us as adults. I don't, I don't always feel like an adult. (laughs) Yeah, you're a full-fledged adult, Liz. Yes, I know. I know, Erin. We're not even young Um, adults anymore. Okay, it's just straight up adults. I do go back and think about how he had counseled us. It was such a gift to Mm. be counseled and Mm -hmm. to be heard, but to receive like instruction on how to work through issues so that we can forgive each other. And um, I I always go back to these relationships or the examples. Les, yeah, it sounds like discipleship relationships have been important in your life. Um, I want to say thanks for sharing them with me here. And uh, yeah, I think this this podcast is going to be fun. Uh, we'll, we'll find um, we'll, we'll find a better way to to record these things, and we're still getting used to finding out a good schedule for us. Um, but yeah, thanks for for being open to doing this and for bringing it to to my attention. Again, if anybody wants to send us your questions uh, or topics for discussion, just go ahead and talk to us at church, or feel free to email us. Thanks, Les, for the time. Thanks, Aaron.